natural gas and a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, that's not clean energy. We all know it. It's, it's way too late in the game for us to be having this. The train rattled on, all the passengers had gone to bed. Except a young man with a baby in his arms sat there with a bowed down head. The innocent one began crying just then, as though its poor heart would break. One angry man said, make that child stop its noise, for it's keeping all of us away. This is Jim Sclavunas of the Vanity Set, and you're listening to 90.7 FM, WGXC, Acra. The Dead Lecturer's performance Friday, June 25th at the Beacon Yoga Center is one of the many local events on the WGXC community calendar online at WGXC.org. The Dead Lecturers features tenor saxophonist James Brandon Lewis, poet spoken word artist Thomas Sayers Ellis, and viola player Melanie Dyer. They're performing at the Beacon Yoga Center Friday, June 25th at 8 p.m. See the Dead Lecturers there and find out more information on the WGXC community calendar online at wgxc.org, where you can add your own event and have it read on the radio just like this at wgxc.org in the community calendar. WGXC underwriting support has been provided by Dedicated Presentation Solutions. Allow DPS to turn your audiovisual how-do-eyes into here's-how-you-cans. Visit dedicatedpresentation.com or call 845-475-8465 for more information. Dedicated Presentation Solutions, your audiovisual partner. WGXE is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Elizabeth Powell Leather Items of Craryville, New York. WGXE's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXE as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. Become a WGXE sustaining supporter today. Go to WGXE.org and click donate. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda a movie talk show here on WGXC 90.7 FM. My name is Jenny, and I'll be your host tonight in a slight twist from our usual format, as Amanda has been called away on urgent business, and when I last heard from her, she was somewhere over the Atlantic before her call mysteriously dropped. Fortuitously, I have three special guests with me on this damp evening during this WGXC's 10th anniversary summer pledge drive. Uh, here with me tonight, I have three of my wonderful friends. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. I can go first. Um, <laughs> Jenny, thank you for having me. My name is Shannon Thomas, and I'm uh, coming from you guys to you guys from Brooklyn, and I'm very excited to be here. Um, I need to know what happened to Amanda. I hope she's safe. <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear from her again soon. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, we uh, also oh go ahead yeah. yeah i'm charlie i was about to wave so at least i didn't wave um <laughs> and i'm in queens new york and i'm Anne. i'm calling in from baltimore and i'm excited uh to have zero credentials but jenny's friendship to be on the show tonight so thanks for having us oh my god it's such a pleasure to have you i mean that's one of the many things that's so great about wgxc is that it's anybody can have a show in the community it's hands-on creative community radio uh i personally also have no credentials and it's truly a wonderful wonderful thing they let amanda and i come on here every second and fourth tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. and talk about movies because it's fun and we love the radio. 
Uh, and now is an excellent time to become a sustaining supporter of WGXC. Uh, it's the 10th anniversary summer pledge drive. And, you know, everybody's donations help to keep us on the air. It's really wonderful. Like, where else can you tune in and hear Democracy Now!, local news, sound art, uh, you know, people talking about the things they love, mysterious members of your community, just hanging out on the radio, uh, you know, nowhere else. So if you would like, I would highly recommend uh, heading over to wgxc.org slash donate and becoming a sustaining supporter. Uh, I believe we're only looking for 15 more for this pledge drive. So it's it could be you. And in fact, it should be you. But uh, here tonight, I've got my wonderful guests here. And uh, we're going to be talking about a very fun and silly movie theme. But before we get there, I would like to ask you guys, what have you been watching lately? Have you seen anything in theaters at all yet now in this new world that we're living in? Ooh. Let's keep let's keep the order the same just for just for yeah, the yeah, sake yeah, of for ease. ease. Yeah, okay. Shannon, Shannon, you want to go right. first? <laughs> so even though Anne, you talk first, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've been. Uh, I get maybe this is lame. I've been watching the sports. That's uh, not yeah, no, so. I've been watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I'm going to stop talking about it now because the pain from last night's game is still very much alive in my bones. Um, I don't want to talk about it. So oh, no. I'm so sorry for me. So I'm going <laughs> to pass it over to Charlie. Did the did the home team team lose the big one, or what what happened? They lost in such fabulous fashion. It was like it was like when the Mighty Ducks first encounter the evil team in Mighty Ducks Two, and it's just a complete wash. It looked like that. Nice. That oh way. no, I'm so sorry. It's, it's gonna be okay. I'll survive. <laughs> Terrible. Charlie, what have you been watching lately? Uh, I've been watching a show that I watched the first two seasons of when it came out and was really into but ever finished because I was like moved and fell off and stuff and have now started over Halt and Catch Fire. Mm, oh yeah. Is, like yes. about kind of the early age of computers. And it kind of starts off as like a little like Mad Men, except like all the things that would like the kind of Don Draper type marketing guy will like go into his fancy speeches but then they don't really work like half the time and everyone's just like shut up like come on um but he's lee pace he's great um you can, and you can be honest with with us charlie you started re-watching it after he posted that vaccine selfie <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt and um, then the man just looks good doing anything it's, I would, yeah, he, it's a really point. great use of, of lee pace and all his different expressions but yeah. i'm on season two now Oh, yeah, I love Halt and Catch Fire. It's so good. Ooh, I've never seen it. Is that the one? I feel like people say to skip a season of that one or like it doesn't get good right away. Is that not the case? Or I, I do think it gets better after the first season for sure. Like the okay. second and third are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's worth watching the first one. I love that show. Mm-hmm. I think it's so good. <laughs> All right. I'll add it to my watch list then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Anne, what have you been watching? Hey, Jenny. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> aside from, honestly, the thing I've watched most recently is just Star Trek Deep Space Nine. But I feel like, you know, you already talked about it on a recent show. I don't need to go too deep in. So the most recent movie that I watched is I watched, I don't think it got a lot of press, but I watched uh the personal history of David Copperfield, the movie with Dev Patel that came out, I think like end of last year or like, you know, all the release dates are messed up by COVID. Um, I actually had a lot of fun. I am reading a lot of Dickens right now. And also I should clarify, I'm not going to get too inside baseball here, but (laughs) Victorian literature is kind of what I do. So I have a lot of particular feelings I'm trying to make, I just decided the other day, my academic hot take is going to be that I hate Charles Dickens and I'm going to like get myself kicked out of the academic community for saying that. But I went in pretty skeptical of this movie and I was really pleasantly surprised. The thing that I found, there's like one particular scene that I think 
flipped me from just being like, I'm enjoying this movie to like, I love this movie and it's a spoiler, so I won't spoil it. But in essence, it does, I think, a very deft repositioning of like, I feel like a lot of movies and shows are jumping on a kind of like woke bandwagon. I don't know. That's a very loaded phrase, but basically just kind of trying to superficially modernize the politics of their source material without putting deep thought into like what it actually changes about the meaning of the work or like what they really want to achieve aside from like getting people not to yell at them. And Dickens is like extremely sexist among other things and like writes a really sexist arc for a character and they do this really interesting like very daring narrative choice that actually like gives her back a lot of agency in a really interesting way that I think like you wouldn't just come up with if you were just trying to like patch a hole where a kind of like sexist subplot was so I really enjoyed it I had a great time you should check it out I think it's on HBO I think is where I watched it it is on HBO because I also actually watched it about two weeks ago. What? Yeah, ah. I also really liked it. I've never read David Copperfield, so I can't speak yeah. to the Dickensian aspect of it. Uh, yeah. I watched it because I think Dev Patel is extremely handsome. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, uh, you're was, not wrong. Yeah, I also really liked it. It's really funny, which I oh, was really... Yeah. Did Armando Iannucci do the adaptation? Didn't he? He do did. The, yeah, which yeah. I was interested to be like, how does the Veep guy do Dickens? Oh, how is that what he's done? Me? I forgot that yeah. he's Veep. I always think of him as the In the Loop guy, which is yeah. the British, oh. uh, Britain's British Veep. Veep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That explains it because it's like, it's such a, the tone and the rhythm is so like zany in the Mm -hmm. movie that I was like, why? Like, and everybody on Letterboxd was like, oh, it's an Iannucci. And I was like, I don't know know what that means. Um, Yeah. Oh, all right. We can, we'll talk in a spoiler free zone further about, about the specific plot element. But yeah, I'm I'll interested. Very interested. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, interested yeah. to know what yeah what this thing is that you're discussing. I'm not uh-huh. sure, but oh, exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the the division of recently viewed things here are sports. There's some hot people, mm-hmm. and does a really interesting kind of revisionist take on Dickens, <laughs> but delving deeper than the superficial, like you know. <laughs> yeah. I just. This is my one chance to like tell people my thoughts about this movie because <laughs> I have effectively a captive audience insofar as like ostensibly your listeners have signed up to hear about movies. So I'm like, great, I can't yell about this to anyone in real life. Let's ruin some <laughs> nights tonight. <laughs> this is the perfect platform for it. You're absolutely mm-hmm. in exactly the right place. Yes. <laughs> um, I did actually watch another new movie last night. Uh, which uh, I watched the new Pixar movie called Luca. Oh yeah, I've been getting some promoted tweets about that. Yeah, what did I you think? I I didn't know anything about it going into it. I was just like, oh, I should watch this new movie to talk about on the radio, uh, and it was really cute. It's like mm. um, these uh, two kids who are like sea monster people, but when they come out of the water, they look like humans, and it's basically just like their sun-soaked summer in Italy. It's like very sweet. Oh, it's really charming. <laughs> Love it. Sounds delightful. Yeah, it was very delightful. I had a nice little time. It was just like, you know, I the Disney Monopoly makes me very anxious all the time. <laughs> but uh, you know, I gave it a whirl and it was a lovely, just a lovely little hour and a half uh of uh-huh. you know, kids having a good time. Yeah. I wonder how it's doing, because I've heard nothing. Like truly I've seen some promoted tweets, but like I don't know. I did that's the most plot synopsis I've heard. Yeah, same. It. I didn't know anything about it at all. I was like, oh, this is a, oh, this is a fish movie? <laughs> like, it's starting. I was like, oh, this is fish got fish in this movie? <laughs> My TV no has, like, the built-in Roku thing, and when you leave it alone for too long, it now shows an ad for Luca, oh which God. is never done before for any movie. And oh, wow. I don't like that. In my apartment, either. we were startled looking through the door because there was just, like, angled. So it was, like, door slightly open, tv and then just giant face of luca just staring through the door <laughs> oh. which was unexpected oh no so luca has seen me but i'm not <laughs> luca yet. you've not yet returned the favor yeah. um i watched my first anime ever today <gasps> i'm almost finished with it 
Woo-hoo. I took the recommendation from you guys and watched most of Yuri on Ice when I should have been working. Yeah. I hope oh none God. of my coworkers are listening to this. Yes. I'm so glad yeah. we're opening the Yuri on Ice door, a door which I <laughs> thought about opening when Amanda and I months ago did winter sports as our theme. And I was like, is it time for me to open the door and talk about Yuri on Ice? And I was like, not yet. And I closed it, but I'm really glad. Uh, so sorry, I just like slammed the door open and walked right through it. No, I love um, it. I'm so glad. Do you want to give, give the people? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, yesterday, prior to the coming out of the NFL guy, Carl Nassib, very proud of you, Carl, um, we were all chatting about queer athletes. And then you guys were like, you need to watch Yuri on Ice because it happens. And I was like, what is that? And it's an anime, which is a Japanese cartoon about two Yuris who are figure skaters. And another figure skater named Victor and there's maybe an odd love triangle situation um that's the vibe I'm getting Jenny you're looking at me like you're crazy <laughs> I would not so say it's a love triangle <laughs> interpreting <laughs> you're on ice differently here um, I support you <laughs> but you can watch it it's just about free. the shape yeah <laughs> on Crunchyroll <laughs> and it's like they're 20 minutes a pop and there's 12 of them and I've watched 10 today so oh my god I mean, wow we're almost done almost okay wait done. so I haven't seen the show yet I kept quiet in the group chat because I was embarrassed for not having watched it yet Jenny why is it not a love triangle <laughs> because it's it's, a, it's just a romance it's a between line. two of the characters one of the oh, okay. is like it's 15 just a... <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> there's like two adult characters and one teen and there's yeah. a romance between the adults. It's yeah, not a love triangle. Right. The year old is like obviously also in love with maybe both of them in like a weird I'm gonna sabotage you way in like a butthead teenage kid kind of way. I don't know. That's sure. my gleaning of your on ice, but maybe I I'm would accept too that far down like the weird yeah. romance novel trend during uh quarantine so i'm gonna stop there no i love <laughs> for that safety for you. purposes I'm, I'm all the more intrigued yeah it's a it's just i love it so much it's figure skating based and if you've listened to our winter sports episode you'll know that figure skating content makes me cry every time uh so yuri on ice really gets me i watch it like at least once a year because it's it just makes me really happy <laughs> i'm gonna say once a day <laughs> every day i wake I up in the, the morning I brew my cup of coffee and I put on my 12th episode of Yuri on Ice. Uh, All right. So do you guys want to start climbing that ladder up to the tippy top of this movie tower that we've built for ourselves? Oh, I'm ready. Yes, please. I'm so excited (laughs) to hear what you guys watched. So we chose collectively the theme of movies with towers slash movies set in towers depending on how you want to interpret that uh and i am so delighted and excited to find out what everybody watched uh who wants anybody want to go first should i just keep the order going yeah let's just do it yeah like it's i'm gonna go with the one that i think we all watched because I thought I was being really smart. And then the more lists I looked at, I was like, no, they all watched this film. Which is 1997's Tower of Terror. (gasps) Okay, No, but I was a (laughs) I almost put it on last night and I didn't. Okay, I also didn't watch it. But do you guys remember, we watched it together in college. Oh, really? Yeah, which I was like, okay, I don't think anybody remembers this except me. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, we watched I really it don't remember that. at your house that you guys lived in senior year. Oh. We watched it together. I that do would make vaguely sense remember because I remember telling you guys about how much it scared me as a kid when it was first airing it on TV, and I thought genuinely... we just talked about it and didn't watch it. No, we watched it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess my hunch was right that we had all seen this film at some point, just not for this <laughs> purpose. Yes, yeah. Exactly. So what did you think? Um, so should I just give a quick recap of Tower of Terror? So, um, I don't know what everyone else's like YouTube escape hole has been during the pandemic, but mine has been watching Disney World trip planning videos. Oh my God. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I knew I about that level, genre though. It's the, like the a level, very robust genre. 
Yeah. And the level of planning and detailing these people go into is just, I find it really soothing. Um, mm. Like I, yeah. So anyway, what I learned was that this film was the very first film that Disney ever made based on an attraction at Disney World. Wow. Fun fact. And so the premise is that Steve Gutenberg, good old Steve Gutenberg, is a disgraced journalist who is currently making up fake ghost stories for the tabloids. And his niece, played by Kirsten Dunst, is the actress, I guess, who he photoshops into all of these fake ghost stories. So they're kind of this like ragtag team swindling, you know, people in the checkout aisle. Uh, and um, basically this one day, this old creepy lady shows up at his house and is like, I've got this story for you. I was there the night that the Hollywood Hotel, which is the Tower of Terror, uh, had its big mishap in the 1930s where the child star Sally Shine went missing in the elevator with four other people. And I know it was her crazy nanny and her dark book of occult magic. And if you go to the basement and get the magic book, you'll be able to prove that ghosts are real. (laughs) (laughs) And so Steve Gutenberg, whose name in the film is Buzzy Crocker. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Disgraced journalist, Buzzy Crocker. Buzzy Crocker. (laughs) Who is like, who's trying to both get back to his newspaper job and to his girlfriend, who's the newspaper editor. Um, and he said he thinks that proving that ghosts are real is going to be his ticket back to the big time journalism in L.A. And so, um, yeah, they go and check out the Tower of Terror, which no one has been inside in like 60 years or something. And um, they meet the ghosts. And it's genuinely quite scary. And there was a twist I did not see coming. And um, in the end, the ghosts end up being friendly and uh, they save them. And uh, the ghosts are no longer stuck in purgatory of the Tower of Terror. And uh, the tower very much plays its own role in the film. Amazing. Uh, Yeah. And they shot it at the real Tower of Terror. So I think, you know. What? So the ride came first before the movie? The ride what? came first. Yeah. Got it. And they, and shot then it. they used the ride as the set for the oh film. Oh. That's so because fun. Because they were like, we've got a creepy tower already here. <laughs> but I feel like, isn't it like a real, like it's a full hotel. And that ride is just like, I've been on it. It's like a hallway with some yeah. creepy portraits. And like. So they use like the lobby and the fake grounds outside. Oh. And then, Yeah. Oh, cool. Some soundstage, some soundstage stuff, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, I, um, also, my only memory of it, other than, I don't remember anything about it from when we rewatched it, but I was also, like, petrified of it as a kid. Like, I was so scared of Tower of Yeah. It was yeah. so scary. Did you feel it, that they made good use of the tower cinematically? I think so. There was definitely, like, a creep goosebumps, like, bad cgi effect where like a green cloud came over the film and it made the ride look really scary and also um which just it also it had a big um casper the friendly ghost christina ricci vibe i feel like they mm-hmm. came out around the same time and so i don't think casper is disney but this was definitely like i think the scariest disney film maybe i don't know but I could, it was made for a TV movie for Halloween 97. So <laughs> I can see, you know, six and seven year old squad here being quite jarred upon its original upset. airing. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe 22 year old us being so frightened yeah. we all wiped it from our memory. Yeah, there were a few good jump scares in there that I definitely mm-hmm. was like, whoo. That- oh, I love that. I think that's the one, unless I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's the one, there's a scene where like a headless guy in a tux sits up from a gurney with like yep. a big butcher's knife on it. Yep. And that's the scene as a kid that petrified me. It's like etched in my brain. Don't remember it from the rewatch. Remember it from sitting in my parents' bedroom, just wetting my pants. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that, that does indeed happen. Right at the beginning, when they're like, ghosts aren't real. And then the mm. first sign of like real spooky stuff happening 
is a headless <sighs> mater d with a butcher knife <sighs> so scary it also Ooh. just like made me think of ghost ship which is horrifying oh yeah Love ghost ship um, <laughs> i've only watched the opening scene which can be read as like very goofy or very scary depending on how you want to take it of what like what that? happens initially on the ghost ship to oh, you know boy. turn it into a ghost ship charlie have you ever seen ghost ship no it's about <laughs> it's about a big boat <laughs> 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 Uh, the open- so it's about this boat. <laughs> is it a ship of ghosts or is the ship itself ghost material? It's both. Material? It's both. Okay. It's, both. Yeah. Uh, it's well, it's a ghost ship in the sense of like how ghost ships in real life are ships that used to have a ton of people on them, but then all the people disappear. Uh, and it's a ghost ship in the sense that it is it is a ship which is haunted by ghosts. <laughs> ships are sort of like towers of the sea. <laughs> if you really think yeah. about it, they look pretty similar, but sideways. They can be very tall. <laughs> or very long um, very tower long. turned on its side yeah all those windows very tower like Ooh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you think um, about it the second half of titanic is actually a tower movie it's, you know you are right <laughs> about that it's a great the wow. second phs of titanic tower film i gotta, gotta redo my list of tower was it a two or a three vhs set wasn't it just two. Two, two VHS. Okay. I mean, two is extreme for one. Yeah, two is a tower lot. VHS. <laughs> Was there really ever a movie. three VHS movie? Maybe Lawrence so. of Arabia. I don't know. Yeah, true. <laughs> Can you imagine watching Lawrence of Arabia on like a little TV off like a like a static VHS, and it's like, like an inch tall on the screen. Yeah, you know, like the built-in VHS player. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I use this actually as a transition to talk about one of the movies I watched? Because it's also yes. um, yeah. a, a scary movie. And it was kind of the only other horror movie that I saw in terms of ta- and, like the list of towers that I looked into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a movie from 1972 <laughs> called Tower of Evil. <laughs> Ooh, love that title. Very fun. It's a... Uh, it's very, it's so pulpy, like an extremely pulpy 70s horror movie, uh, but I really enjoyed it. It's rentable, but you, the, also the entire thing is uploaded on YouTube if you want to watch it. <laughs> but uh, it's written and directed by John O'Connelly. Uh, and it's basically, it's about these, uh, basically a set of teens <laughs> are on summer vacation in Europe and they go to this island uh, off the coast of Britain that has a lighthouse on it. Uh, and once they're there, they all mysteriously are murdered. Uh, and so these anthropologists find this, um, one of the, the murder weapons basically is like this large sword. And they're like, oh, this is a very interesting anthropological find. Let's go investigate what happened to these teens. And so they go over to the island and hang out in the lighthouse for a while and try to investigate this murder mystery. But it's like a very, very horny movie. Everybody wants to have sex once they get to this lighthouse island. The tower is kind of less. (laughs) The Tower of Evil is like is a subtle inclusion. It's really it's more about Mm -hmm. the island itself. They're like hanging out in some caves underneath it. And like the lighthouse is pretty spooky, but uh, it's it's not a highly tower. Does like does the island influence them psychologically or does the like does do just sexually active people go happen to go to the island? It's really unclear. I think it might just be that they're like sexually liberated in the 70s. Oh my god, it's actually really fun. It has a lot of incredible like one-liners. Uh there's Mm. One of uh, there's like a scene with the teens at the beginning, and one of them is scared of the island. She's she, and she says she's psychic. She's just like I don't know. It just feels really weird here. Uh, and w- and one of the boys starts making fun of her, and the other boy says, "I'll loosen up, Ben. Some people get vibes." <laughs> just like, <laughs> absolutely made me lose my mind. That's uh, excellent. Some yeah, people do get just get vibes. True. They really yeah. do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everybody's wearing like hot '70s outfits. Like there's this Ooh. one woman wearing like a three piece suede suit like she has like a suede bustier and like suede pants and a suede jacket Mm -hmm. that all have like long zippers that she of course seductively unzips oh yes dude and there's it's actually it's like pretty gory for a 70s movie it's pretty Mm -hmm. fun lots of uh there's a scene where a head rolls down some stairs and you watch it from below whoa yeah really that is pretty nasty for (laughs) that era like early 70s too very like very pulpy uh like a perfect drive-in movie 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it, it does have like some cult aspects to it, but they don't really explain them, which is, hmm. you know, not my preference. I wish that they went a little deeper into the satanic cult element. Yeah. Articulate your stance on this like cult stuff. Yeah, for real. Power of uh, evil. Do they solve the murder? They do. They do solve the murder. Mm. Um, a lot of people get murdered along the way. Uh, that, but it's a good, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that tower movies, I feel like on the whole, even when they're not horror movies are all kind of like, have some kind of darkness and like bleakness to them. There's something about the tower, which is very ominous. And so even mm. though the tower is not a huge presence in this movie, it does have like the tower energy of, of everybody being upset and unnerved once they're in this building. Yeah. You're stuck in a tower. Yeah, there's no good. And it is, it's an, it's a tower on an island that's totally surrounded by the water, obviously. And they, their boat gets blown up. They're like, oh God, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. We're trapped in the tower. The Tower of Evil. Tower <laughs> of Evil. God, no title will ever top that one. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, my cat just knocked a bunch of things off the desk, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, a great choice, Jenny. Does anybody else have a, does somebody want to go next? I don't know if there's a good connecting thread. Between yeah, that. I can kind of stick with the genre-ish because the one that I watched is like technically horror, but it's like early 60s. So it's like, it's like nothing that we would call, remotely call horror today. But I watched 1962's Tower of London. Which I think I saw Tower of Evil on the same letterbox search that led (laughs) me to Tower of London. Um, But it's directed by Roger Corman and starring Vincent Price, who really just does an excellent job. You wouldn't expect anything less, but really incredible. So it's a period film. It's uh, Richard III, but he's like... It's like very much not the Shakespearean Richard III. Like he is mad, but it's like supposed to be kind of a psychological thriller where he's like haunted by the ghosts of people he's killed on his quest to become king. Um, I had a ton of fun with this movie. It was just like a a delight. There was something. It was just it was just a sessionable beer. It just went down so easy. It was light. <laughs> But I was engaged the whole time. It was a tight 83 minutes, which really, you just love a sub 90 minute movie. Um, And it was just pure fun. Like Vincent Price, I'm sure there is a term for this and I'm just not a genre, like not experienced in the genre, but it's just, it's not camp, but it's not like full Shakespearean drama, but he's really making a meal of this role as Richard III. And you can tell he's having a lot of fun with it and he does an amazing job. Um, So like it reproduces, I don't really know anything about like English history. So it like, you know, is the narrative if you're familiar with it of like he imprisoned his brothers, his like dead brothers, two sons, and then ultimately had them killed in order to pave the way to becoming king himself. Um, But it becomes this kind of like, it gets really fun in the last 30 minutes because it becomes this quest by this sort of heroic, I don't even remember the character's name. I don't know if he's a real guy or just an invention of like a hero trope for the purposes of the film. It's like him and his, the Wikipedia article called it his girlfriend. I don't know if they really like had that (laughs) in like the 15th century or whatever, but I'll allow it. Um, Trying to track down Richard III as he, like seeks to try and kill them, like kill members of their party. It becomes kind of a Scooby-Doo thing. There's like six of them and they're like, all right, we got to find Richard. Like everybody (laughs) go do that. And it's him kind of like bumping people off and manipulating and scheming. Um, There's like one brief, like clearly supposed to be titillating scene of him like stretching a woman on the rack, which is sort of like out of keeping. It doesn't really fit with the rest of the film because other than that, it's kind of just like a little bit of campy fun. Um, But yeah, I had an amazing time with that. Really just can't say enough about Vincent Price. Apparently he and Roger Corman, the director, made a few films together that were mostly like Edgar Allan Poe adaptations, which I think are better known, though I've never seen any of them. But I think they did like a Pit in the Pendulum movie together, things like that. Nice. I would recommend if you're looking for a brief, like, 
easy going down type of movie. Where did you watch it? Oh yeah. I, so I think you have to rent it. Mm. Um, I just found it on like, I think either YouTube or daily motion, but, (laughs) but yeah, it is rentable. Does Mm -hmm. it mostly take place in the tower? Like what is the tower? So it is. Yeah. The tower situation is not bad. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to be honest here. I don't think it's the Tower of London, right? Because that's the prison. Like, that's yeah, not where the, they Yeah, live. the Tower of London is the prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it primarily takes place in the Tower, but I think it makes a good use of the dwelling space because they really stay within the bounds of the castle. And that ends up kind of being the source of the tension in the last 30 or so minutes is like the hunting around the trying to like track him down before there's only like a few scenes that don't take place in just that one space and they're kind of like jarring to see so what is a castle tower also a tower you know castles have towers yeah also minor aside but very funny to me to see this like guy and his girlfriend uh, quote unquote (laughs) Um, he try, he attempts to send her back to Scotland and he's like, you have to go back to your family in, in Scotland. And it's very funny to hear her in her like perfect transatlantic accent, like respond to him <laughs> looking like, also she looks like Elizabeth Taylor, like very clearly a woman from the sixties doing like a fancy accent <laughs> being like, yeah, your Scottish blood <laughs> runs so strongly in your veins. You've got to go home. That's so fun. Yeah, period pieces from that era, I think, are just very delightful. (laughs) Yeah, just a lot of fun. Nothing else to say about it. Uh, Charlie, you want to take us somewhere else? Yeah, so I I watched two movies. So, but I'll start with the first one just quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the long ago year of 2018, (laughs) I watched the movie Skyscraper. Starring this Dwayne is, The Rock Johnson. I really thought, oh, I was like, yes. one of you will. One of you yeah. will watch Guys. So, I didn't stay away from it because I assumed you would, Charlie. So, yeah. I'm glad you did. so the, the plot is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's like this former FBI commando action guy. And he has like a thing go wrong. And he, he quits and starts a family. And is like a security consultant. You know, he loves his family and his kids. Like if you've ever seen a movie where The Rock has a family, it's like that um and he's consulting for security at this big tower called the pearl in um hong kong i think and it's like the new tallest building uh in the world and then some people attack it this movie's fine it's kind of bland (laughs) it's not very creative they don't make good use of the tower is my big issue Mm. so it's like basically like so the plot is like him and his family are staying in this tower, which is like basically a self-contained city. And so they're in an apartment on like floor 90 and there's like a big indoor park. That's like 10 floors in the middle. And then at the top of the building is like the building owner uh, in his fancy office. But that's kind of it. Like you mm-hmm. don't, you basically have like three different rooms in the whole tower. So, so the plot is like these people are trying to maybe blow up the tower or do something bad in the tower and his family is trapped inside and the tower's on fire. So the rock has to like climb back into the tower when he's outside of the tower and rescue them and fight the people, you know, standard like that stuff. But it's just like, I don't know the tap. First of all, there's no one in the tower. There's literally like 10 people in this whole tower. So it's like really a missed opportunity to have like a cool, like, you know, tower that reflects, the society around it where they have all these fun (laughs) you know systems of how their big tower works which to me is always cool in a big tower movie and there's no sense of progression because it's not like he's like working his way up the tower really Mm. he kind of starts in the middle and then you're like cutting these people at the top and also the rock is supposed to be kind of like washed up because of this traumatic experience he had that caused him to retire and so he's just like a consultant now but the second his family is in danger, he just instantly is like super hardcore action star. So it's like his whole character arc literally happens instantly, like 15 minutes into the movie and I'm just done, which is sort of like, it's just kind of lazy, like, you know. 
and it's directed and written by Rawson Marshall Thurber, who you may know as the director of Dodgeball, oh, uh, Central okay. Intelligence, another disappointing movie with The Rock. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The Rock's got to get some better directors, honestly. Like, he could, he could, he's actually pretty good in the movie, but I mean, of course he's good, but like, he's got <laughs> he does some fun stuff, but it's just like, like, you know, he's climbing up the building, but like, after we've all seen Tom Cruise climb up the actual real tallest building in the world like you're gonna have to do something better than like climb up of obviously cg building you know you gotta do something weird and they don't do anything Mm -hmm. weird or like whatever yeah i think the rock chooses a lot of like really anodyne movies which i get and like some of them are fun like i I think san andreas is super fun but it's also like they oh (laughs) just a little cat sound he Jonesy also absolutely loves it. <laughs> but he's um, very mad because he eats at 8 p.m. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> and he just wants there to be more tower and skyscraper. Yeah. He's also. like, hey, yeah. I thought this was a tower-based movie. You put skyscraper in the name. It's a very <laughs> sterile building, too, because it's like mm. empty, but it's all like, you know, that like Apple store, like empty aesthetic. Ugh. Like it's kind of like a lot of what is wrong with like bad action movies now i sound more negative than i actually am like i did actually enjoy it i just feel like it had so much potential that they didn't even like go for yeah just didn't even try that's such a bummer yeah do you what's what's the second movie oh wait go ahead Shannon. oh i was gonna ask like what's the maybe you said this and i i missed it but like what what's the conflict why is he saving his family to begin with so like, does like, the building start malfunctioning or something people is break it- into they break into the building and they set it on fire so it's like oh. on fire, mm. but they also like they like can't get out of the tower because of the fire and then they like hack the system so the fire suppression systems don't work so he's like i gotta get back in this building and they fam and stuff gotcha and there's you know okay. there's like people shooting people and stuff and right shoot them back um, <laughs> yeah. you're so classic I was, I was like this is kind of a letdown on the tower front so i'm gonna watch another tower movie uh, which I had already seen, but not since it came out in like 2012. So I didn't remember it very well. And I feel like other people may have also watched this movie, Dread 3D. Yeah, so that is the other movie that I watched. Okay. <laughs> this movie rules. It slaps. It's so awesome good. Um, Tell me all about it. Yeah, yeah, give a synopsis of Dread. So, so Dread is based on this, this comic from the UK that's been going on since like the 80s called judge dread which is kind of a satirical like dystopian future thing where like all of society basically lives in these really really big cities that like stretch halfway across the country that are kind of like slums so this one takes place in mega city one and you know it's like riddled with crime and it's kind of this like thatcherite england like parody thing where they just really crank up the like law enforcement fascism stuff to like probably to like 30 like not <laughs> and they have this law enforcement crew called the judges who are like basically they're like i am a judge and a jury and an executioner so the on the spot they'll just be like you're guilty of like murder then just kill you and it's well, like that's problematic they look yeah. yeah i mean we don't support <laughs> this regime but like they're clearly very satirical and just goofy and very serious and growly um <laughs> So there, there was a movie in the 90s of Judge Dredd with like Sylvester Stallone that is apparently not very faithful and people don't like it. But this movie I think is more faithful. I don't know. I've never read the comics, but it sounds like they are. Um, and it's basically like a day in the life of Judge Dredd where he's like tasked with training this new potential judge and taking her on like a test. So, uh, and they go to this like, in Mega City One, there's like these really big towers that are essentially like self-contained cities. So they go to this tower to like investigate a murder. Um, and this tower, like this is a tower. This is a skyscraper. 75,000 people live in this one tower. It's like a self-contained city. There's like a mall. There's, there's like, you know, doctors. There's like a room that's clearly a school. All this cool stuff. Um, and basically they get trapped inside it. And this... Uh, evil drug dealer lady played by i forget how you pronounce her name lena hetty 
I think so. That's how I say it. Lena Headey. For Game of Thrones, she's like Cersei. She's great. She she is selling this drug called Slow Mo, which <laughs> is a drug that makes yes. time pass at 1% of the normal rate in your perception. So there's a lot of really That's ridiculous, good. super colorful slow mo. So already you know, like they're gonna do some interesting visual stuff here because they've built in a story reason to have super duper <laughs> slow mo. Like all <laughs> I think it's very, very good. And I like slow mo. Yeah, yeah, it rules. There's like a real sense of progression because they have to like fight their way up. There's like all this cool little stuff they don't make a big deal out of for like the world building, like. There's a little like skate park that's sort of like a balcony, like a hundred stories up where people are like on a half pipe and then they all get locked out when the building goes on lockdown. And then like, you kind of forget about it. And then later they like end up there. Um, it's great. I would have loved to have seen it in 3D, which yeah. <laughs> it originally was. Um, I was going to ask about 3D. that. <laughs> and the other fun thing is a couple of years ago, it was revealed by Carl Urban, who plays Judge Dredd, uh, that the movie was actually directed by Alex Garland. He wrote it, too. What? Yeah, he wrote Alex it. Alex Garland wrote it, yeah. yeah there's another guy credited as the director, but then, like, a few years ago, Carl Urban was like, what people don't know is Alex Garland actually directed it. So oh really, my. you should think of as Dread Ex Machina, and Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm and once you know that, it's like, oh, of course he directed this. It's so fun. Like also once it's just like, it's so brutal. Like it opens with a very bloody scene just to like really get you primed for it. (laughs) But then it's just like the, the way the plot suddenly unfolds when the two judges get trapped in the building and like suddenly everything locks down and Lena Headey is like, fight for your lives. She, she basically just like six, literally everybody in the building on them. And it's like, I want these judges dead. And it's just yeah. so fun the way it just like pops off immediately. I had, that sounds great. Yeah, I had a great time watching Dread. <laughs> oh man. It's a real contrast with Skyscraper because in Skyscraper they just are not very bold. They don't really go for it. And in Dread, they just they just go for it. They're like yeah. <laughs> they're like gonna throw like a guy off the top of the balcony inside the tower, and then they're like one of the hench people who's like Stringer Bell from, or not Stringer Bell, Avon Barksdale from The Wire. He's like, should we inject him with slow mo first? And Lena Headey's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so then you get like a first person like falling two hundred stories in slow mo. Like they just they just go for it. They make the maximum use of tower. It's great. It's so good. And it's like they really they get you with the gore too. They really show you people smashing into the floor with no recourse. It's like it's brutal. Um, that one to very the fun from I don't like, want to say it's tasteful. No, it's not, but like, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> they do know that like if they go slightly further, it would be really off-putting, and they don't ever go quite that far, but they still hmm. go very far. I don't it know how to sounds like it. they go pretty far. They go pretty they go, far. <laughs> yeah, but it's like like they pan away like just in time on stuff so that you don't like throw up. Some of Denny. some of the scenes. Some <laughs> yeah, of the scenes they do. I mean, as a as a person who like really can enjoy a good gory movie, it absolutely satisfied me. Uh, but it's yeah. I mean, I think uh, you know they really use all of the special effects in their toolbox, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> the new judge he's training is also psychic. Like that's yeah. just in there. Totally. Yeah. Like there's like apparently there's mutants also in this world, but we don't really cool. hear anything about it other than that she's psychic and like a little bit of. Uh, world building gentle gently sprinkled in uh it's really fun it's a really fun movie yeah like the it does feel like it has it's it's definitely playing with the like robocop like satire of like extreme law enforcement but like you kind of can't dissect it too much because it's not it's obviously it's still very messy like you're rooting for the judges even though it's also like they're really bad (laughs) like like, this world is terrible (laughs) Uh, but you know it's very fun where can i watch it i watch on hulu Hulu. yeah it's on hulu oh excellent that's easy that's great i'm adding it to my watch list already uh it was truly such a delight uh does anybody have any further tower thoughts or should we move into uh recommendations i did watch one other tower film but i can be brief 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only because when this first came up as a thing, I said I was going to watch it. So I did. I went and rewatched 2010's Tangled. So I really cornered the <laughs> Disney Tower market. Oh, wow. In my oh, watching. yeah. I was about to be like, does that even have a tower in it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> What's the tower in um, Tangled? <laughs> for those of you like Anne who might need a refresher, uh, Tangled was like the reboot of Rapunzel. Um, and, you know, it's fun. There's a chameleon and a moody horse. And Mandy Moore sings some lovely little songs. And, you know, there's a weird love story. I think for 2010, and I'll just say this, that like they really had to drive home the fact that Rapunzel was about to turn 18 to then like justify the fact that she was then going to have a romantic relationship very quickly with like the hero of the story, Um, which is a little bit uncomfortable. Like I also just remember like, you know, Harkening back to like Luca earlier, that like Ariel from The Little Mermaid was probably like only like 16 when she was like getting hitched. True. So obviously there's a bit of an age <laughs> issue on the on the princess front. A little bit. Um, but you know, it was fun. Some cute songs, a lot of frying pan action for a princess film, strong-ish female character. <laughs> strong-ish. Um, and obviously big, big tower presence, big tower energy. Yeah. A lot of use of tower in the core plot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is she in the tower for most of the movie? She's in and out of the tower, but the oh. tower, I mean, is both like a central barrier to love and happiness and also is like, you know, a setting for the film. I Charlie, think- I really appreciate you keeping us on task for the tower theme tell me about how (laughs) people are tuning in for for our yeah they need to hear the tower content they demand yeah i was really tempted by a lot of tower skyscraper films but Mm. i was like you know what i'm gonna lean hard into actual turreted towers i love yeah and I tried to go, I also watched a second film that I won't talk about for very long, not remotely as long as it deserved, but I did watch Metropolis, oh. which I'd never seen, the 1927 one, the Fritz Lang German film. Um, but honestly, Tower was not really central to it. I got to break the news to you, Charlie. It uh, was, I guess I'll never watch it then. <laughs> it was a much more symbolic tower in the sense that it kind of opens with like the classic Marxist, like the workers live in an underground city and the like, you know, the sons of like the wealthy entrepreneurs live in like an elevated kind of like towering city. Um, but honestly, it didn't bring it to fruition because the arc of the plot it's a remarkably complicated plot remarkably detailed sets and visual effects it's like a very impressive movie by any year's standards i think so before i forget i would recommend it it was a great time i've been meaning to watch it for years but it ends well not to go too much into detail but it kind of ends with a little bit of a cop-out where it doesn't really articulate like does the tower you know, metaphorically speaking, need to fall. It kind of ends with a, like, we can all get along type of message, which just didn't quite deliver on that promise of the stratification from the start of it. It was a great time. Yeah, that's one that I have also always meant to see for, like, the artistry, but have never gotten around to it. Yeah, it's way longer also, even though it was from 1927. It's, like, two and a half hours almost. Whoa. I know. That's partially why I haven't watched it yet. So I was like, oh God, I gotta really set aside that time. You gotta settle in. But (laughs) it's a great one, honestly. I think it's really grown on me since like the more I think about it, the more I really like it. And it's so interesting and weird and like very sci-fi genre in a way that I didn't think of like 1927 being. Totally. Nice, dude. We should give the disclaimer that we all agreed to not do Die Hard just because... Probably everything has been said about <laughs> Die Hard, though it is obviously one of the great Tower movies. A classic Tower movie yeah. that we will not be discussing here tonight. It's a good movie. Uh, I really thought someone was going to watch um, High Rise, the like Tom Hiddleston, and so I stayed away from it because I was like, yeah. gonna watch I did watch that. So I did I have watch seen High Rise, but oh, I didn't you did? Like it. Yeah, I didn't oh, like yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> it, and I was going to. It's a good book, and the movie is sad. Mm-hmm. I like but, the I mean, Tower. The tower in high rise yeah i thought it had a good tower i don't yeah, really I remember the, the tower, rest of it the tower content was good i did not care for the movie 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that might be another time. <laughs> a good pivot to talk about what we're going to be watching getting. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's kind of an elephant in the room that we haven't um, addressed yet. And I just am wondering, like, when are we going to do that? <laughs> I think we have to do it now. Yeah. I think we have to rip off the band-aid. Hey, you guys, what are you what movies are you looking forward to watching soon? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon? <laughs> um, on Thursday, June 24th at 7 30 p.m., I am going to see the new Fast and the Furious film in 4DX yes. in a cinema for the first time in like two Ooh, years. Yes. If anyone oh listening God. wants to come, I have an extra ticket. Moves, <laughs> there's smells. It's like what burning. Wait, oh yeah, what? I haven't it's heard 40X. about this. They're doing like forty x. Oh, it's the only way. So it's basically an amusement park <laughs> it's ride. The only way. What? Yeah, the seat Say moves. More. It like punches you. There's what? like smells. It punches you. It's like a massage chair, so it'll like it's move. A violent, violent they, like, massage build chair. A theater just for this premiere like what no that this no, nothing this that has existed thing. for a second yeah yeah what? i've never been to one i've seen the oh last three fast i've been movies. in indiana for too long <laughs> oh my god it's excellent it's i think it's ch- like a japanese thing um wow. but it's the only way to see like a full-out action film i think if you're gonna wow. go and do it and uh yeah there's water that gets sprayed you can like yeah it's a whole bag Imagine so being like the smell foley artist yeah. for <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Unfortunately, it's like, a lot okay. of burnt rubber, so yeah. like it's sense. not burnt rubber like, and, like the most gasoline. pleasant. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's fine. I get a headache in the theater. Yeah, but I imagine I'm not the only one going to see the, yes. the Fast and the Furious this weekend. Josh and I are going on Friday, not to a 40x theater because we don't have any of those around here. But we are going on Friday to the regular. Excellent. Theater. Uh, I have been invited by two other people to see it at the drive-in, so I may also do that. We'll see. Oh, yes. Double dip, by yeah. all means. <laughs> the appropriate venue to watch uh, The Fast and the Furious Part 9. Mm. Uh, you guys, any uh, any thoughts on Charlie? I, I was I was trying to go, like, in an afternoon or something. Like, I need, like, a more chill, empty theater to, to get back in the theater. Mode, but for Fast and Furious Nine, obviously, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. know what other things are coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really have one. I was just gonna say Green Knight, but I feel like I'm sure people have said Green Knight before on the show, either you or Amanda. But like, it just feels—I don't know. I just forgot that new movies can exist, and that's the only one I've really heard about that's coming out soon. Same. Um, I, I think it's Dune's also good. cool. Yeah. Oh, I think it's always good to uh, to talk more about the Green Knight and how exciting it is that it's coming out yeah. finally. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready. More Dev Patel ready for it. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Yeah, Dev Patel and also like taking like myths and making them actually the trippy and weird way that they actually are in the text. Yes, and I'm so psyched. <laughs> I think I I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be extremely fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this has been Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. This evening, you've been listening to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Shannon and Charlie and Anne, which Yay! is a slight variation on our usual form. Uh, but if you've enjoyed what you've uh, been listening to, why don't you toss a coin in WGXC's hat? You can head on over to WGXC.org slash donate and keep some, you know, weird, fun sounds on the radio, which is just such a lovely opportunity. Anybody who wants to have a show on the radio can have a show. And that's just like such an exciting, incredible community resource. Uh, and if you want to hear more from us, you can check us out on Instagram at Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Uh, no spaces or periods or dashes or any of those, just all those words in a row. Uh, and we're always there. You can send us some movie suggestions. If you're upset that we didn't talk about Die Hard, you can go ahead and DM us about that. If you disagree about any of these movies, also very happy to, uh, take some suggestions or any future themes you want us to cover. We love hearing from our wonderful, amazing listeners. Uh, And this has been such a delight. Do you guys want to say goodbye and then I'll play us out? Thanks for having us on, Jenny. This was great. Oh, my pleasure in every possible way. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to Amanda. I hope you're safe at sea wherever you are. Just don't go to the Tower of Evil Island. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> then you're good. <laughs> All right, goodbye, my friends. Bye. This is super fun. Bye. Bye.